What's up guys, welcome to another episode of Sides of the Apron. This episode is a bit late because I didn't get around to watching Smackdown for a couple of days. I watched it yesterday, oh well, yeah, no, yesterday. Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, we're going to go over obviously some of the main points of Smackdown, what I thought. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, follow my Instagram and Twitter, Sides of the Apron, same name. And let's dive straight into it. So the show started with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. Now, I think this is one of the best angles in recent wrestling because it's like you don't know where it's going to go. Is one using the other? You know, is this just a straight up, you know, um, is this just a straight up thing that's going to be happening for a couple of years like a Brock? But the way they do their promos is good. I like the way Paul Heyman doesn't shout like he did with Brock. It's almost like Roman is... The one with the power here. He says what goes. Uh, I like it. It's good. It makes good wrestling. It's want to tune into SmackDown. And that's what wrestling's all about. We want to tune into the next week. Raw hasn't really kind of got me doing that, to be honest. Unless, uh, you know, the Mysterio family are still smashing Buddy Murphy with their kendo sticks. Uh, which would be fantastic. Um, but apart from that, let's move on to what actually happened. Uh... Jey Uso came out after the Roman uh, and Paul Heyman promo and says thank you to Paul for basically allowing him to get this far. Paul Heyman says, no, you should be thanking Roman. And Roman's like, nah, man, uh, you're going to do great. We're all proud of you. Not knowing that he's probably going to get, well, that Jey Uso's going to get smashed at Clash of Champions. Uh, Gold Rush, guys. Make sure you put Gold Rush in there. Make sure it's Gold Rush. Okay, okay. so Clash of Champions? Okay, it's Gold Rush. Oh, I just had to get it in there, guys. Um, so, um, Roman says he'll beat him like he did when they were kids. But at the end of the day, it's all love. We all know that Roman is probably going to go into Clash of Champions and completely destroy Jey Uso in, like, less than two minutes, I think. Because, just to show his dominance, because Jey Uso doesn't really need... Uh, well, Jey Uso can't really lose face because he's not that great as a singles competitor anyway. He's more of a tag team competitor that's moved into singles and he's facing the Roman, who's you know, one of the biggest wrestlers in recent history. So I don't think there's much hope for Jey Uso here. It's just a big up Roman. He just, if he smashes his own blood and family, uh, his own blood, because uh, uh, Jey's his cousin, then it just makes Roman look better, looks cooler, and gives Roman that extra edge as a heel that everybody needs. Uh, then we have Baron interrupting, boring stuff. I don't know who likes Baron Corbin. I certainly don't. He bores the life out of me. His promos have gotten better, though. He can speak on the mic better than he used to, which is one plus side. Then Sheamus interrupts. I oh, didn't see that coming. Oh, wait, last week there was a Fatal 4-Way match that they were all in. I wonder where this is going. At this point, I was thinking Matt Riddle was going to come out. Thank God. Thank God he didn't. All right? Just thank the Lord. Then they both come in the ring and they have a promo against Jey Uso. Jey Uso has a few words back and forth. And then he starts fighting Baron Corbin and Sheamus while Roman watches like he's the father of three children. And they're just pissing about. Uh, And he just watches and Jey gets them both out of the ring. And yeah, this is a nice new heel Roman. I'm liking the angle. So far, so good. Um, Then we have a backstage segment where... um, they were talking about Jeff versus uh, AJ Styles for the IC Championship on SmackDown. And Sami Zayn is back there going, no, I'm the real champion. This should not be happening. Where the hell am I? Uh, Sami's pretty boring, in my opinion. He doesn't really add anything. He's just ugh, just, a, just a loud mouth that just 
That actually annoys me. And not in a heel way. Just annoying to listen to. But what can you do, I suppose? Then Adam Pearce comes out. Well, well no, the, the match goes ahead. AJ and, Ro- uh, AJ, and, uh, a- AJ and Jeff Hardy both come out to the ring. And then Sam interrupts, uh, interrupts the match. Comes out and does a little promo. But then Adam Pearce comes out and goes, no, 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 you're coming, no, 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 you're coming with me now. Right. And then um, he sends him backstage. Then we have Jeff Hardy hitting the twist of fate instantly at the start of the match. And I was thinking, whoa, 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 is this going to be a squash match? I was like, whoa, 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 there. But uh, no, that doesn't happen, of course, because, uh, do, you know, WWE don't like to make things fun. And I suppose AJ can't lose face by getting squashed instantly, considering he lo- he attacks Jeff while Sammy is being escorted out, so I guess that wouldn't really, wouldn't really make sense. Then, obviously, Sammy comes out later and disqualifies the match, because we didn't see that coming. And the amount of disqualifications they do at the end of matches is kind of getting too predictable. And a bit sad, to be honest, that they have to keep doing it, but it's whatever. He beats them both up. Haluva kicks the face off Jeff Hardy, and all his face paint disappears into nothingness. Anyway, we have an advert, and we come back, and Jeff is going down the ramp... Like he's just been beaten up because he has, and then he collapses, and it was left you thinking, "Well, what's what? You know, what's going on here?" So he collapses, and the commentators are like, "Oh, it's fine. He, you know, he's uh, welcome back up. He's regained consciousness." And then backstage, they proceed to tell us that it was just dehydration, and not sure what the angle is here. Kind of confusing. I don't really know what the point of that is. They're trying to make him sound like an idiot. He doesn't drink enough water. Uh, kind of doesn't really make sense to me, but we move. Then shortly after that, he has a guy telling him in the in like the locker room or whatever, like you must drink more water, this, that, and the other. Sami Zayn come beats him up. Sami Zayn is everywhere, isn't he? And that's just unfortunate for everyone at SmackDown because I'm sure they're sick of seeing the little shit. Um, oh, let me move on to this. Cesaro Shinsuke have a promo. With the Street Profits backstage in the tag team lounge. And there is popcorn and everything. And they're like, you best not touch it. Because if you do, we're going to be really mad. And we're going to go have a fight. And, whoa, what's this? The Street Profits touch the stuff anyway. Even though Shinsuke said not to. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. And they have a match. And whilst they're out there, they see the Street Profits eating popcorn. Having a party in the tag team lounge. And then Lucha House party. Roll them up. One, two, three. Easy as can be. Uh, how many surprise ropes are we going to have this year? Apparently not enough because they still keep going. <sighs> so that kind of just really, you know, this really deflates you when you're watching. Really, um, really makes you scared. But, um, uh, yeah, that was that. Then we had uh, Bailey come out. One of the most highlights of the night. It was pretty good. Uh, she explained why she um, hit Sasha Banks with the chair and stuff because she said that... Um, she felt like if she didn't do it, then then Sasha was just going to strike first anyway and do it, which I guess is a pretty valid reason. There's no reason to trust Sasha, so I guess so. And that she was getting all the attention because she lost the bouts and she felt like she didn't have the spotlight on her. So that was pretty cool, I suppose. Then we have the Nikki, uh, Lacey Evans, Tamina, Alexa Bliss fatal four-way, which was just kind of announced out of nowhere for the number one contendership for Bailey's title. Uh, Nikki comes out and gets hit by the chair in the back for no particular reason, even though you know she's not really in any sort of beef with her. Um, then all the other people come out, and Alexa Bliss is kind of just watching Nikki get beat up. Like, oh no, what am I going to do? I actually don't really care because I'm probably going to be joining the Fiend soon. 
And then probably the highlight of the match was Alexa Bliss, Sister Abigail's Nikki, outside of the ring. And that was probably the coolest thing that happened during that whole match. And she has like five or six dreads now, like uh, things in her hair. So that's pretty cool. And then she walked off in a trance towards the backstage, which uh, is also pretty cool. And I'm hoping she's going to be uh, Bray White in the Bray White Firefly Funhouse. That would be pretty good if they added a bit more. I think you probably need a second voice in there. That would be pretty sick. Uh, but of course, Nikki rolls up to Mina, gets the one, two, three. And what's that? Oh, back to back roll ups. Ah, man, so cool. I really love that. Um Anyway, moving on from that, from those tragic matches that were back to back, that's uh, not really what you want to hear. But um, next was Morrison versus Otis, because last week Morrison took the Money in the Bank and it had a l- a lunch, well some lunch in it, whilst Otis had the small Money in the Bank, and it didn't have any lunch in it. And he actually had the contract, and that was the joke, right? Because John Morrison's supposed to be really stupid. Anyway, they have a fight. And basically what happens is this week, uh, Otis, well, I'm not not sure who won actually, but Otis gets the money in the bank and John Morrison takes the small lunchbox thinking that the contract's going to be in there. But that was a fake small lunchbox that had nothing in. And the money in the bank actually had a little, another small briefcase inside of the briefcase that was the actual small briefcase from last week. This is getting confusing. Uh, let's never do this again. I never want to see it. Okay. That's the last time I will be watching any sort of bizarreness like that. These angles are terrible. They never go anywhere. They don't help anybody. Just cash Otis's money in the bank in already. Get him win it or get him don't. It doesn't bother me. Just stop doing this. Uh, then we have... Um, well, then we have... Oh, yeah, then we have the Firefly Funhouse, uh, which, uh, in my opinion, was probably the worst one ever. I know a lot of people are in the same boat as me when they say they don't really like it. Some people say they're just hating for no reason. I do have a reason. Uh, it just wasn't... See, there's a fine... Like, I know it's supposed to be an ironic kids show, right? But there's a fine line between, like, actually being ironic and then actually being cringy like it is a kids show, which is what I felt this one was. It just wasn't very good and it just doesn't really make sense. The parrot that came was already dead because he didn't put any holes in the box. Like, I get it. It's dark humour. Funny, right? Not to me. Um, it's kind of becoming stale, I think. So Alexa, the arrival of Alexa, Alexa Bliss would make it way better because, you know, that'd be another voice to hear in the Firefly Funhouse, not just Bray Wyatt. And I've not really liked Firefly Funhouse since the start. So it's not really something for me I ever liked anyway, but whatever. And the new, his new companion is called Wobbly Warus, which is obviously a take on Paul Heyman, uh, because he has a feud with Roman, I suppose, because Roman won the title off them um, payback. So, um, yeah, that's kind of a weird angle. Uh, we had the Vince McMahon puppet, which is just, I, I just hated this section. I, I did, I really did hate it. It wasn't for me. Uh, get Alexa in or stop this because it's for me. It's not been good really ever. Yeah, it's okay, but I was just I just know what I'm about. But then we had the main event, and as you know, Jey Uso challenged Sheamus and uh, Sheamus and um, Baron Corbin to a two on two. Jey Uso and Roman versus them two. So Jey Uso comes out, and then Sheamus and 
no, sorry, Seamus and Baron Corbin come out. Then we have Jey Uso coming out. Roman's Miz is in the hit, so we have a two-on-one handicap. Uh, Jey Uso proceeds to get beaten up, pretty much. And I think we all predicted it, that Roman was going to come out last minute and steal the win. Uh, and he obviously he does so. The music hits, he comes out, he sneak tags Jey Uso, without Jey Uso realising. So Jey Uso does the splash, then tells Jey Uso to get out, sets up for the spear, hits Seamus with it. And wrecks everyone and leave basically, or shows up and win whichever one you want to call it. So that does that 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 was oh don't mind me dropping my uh, notes everywhere on the floor. Uh, so that was pretty much the main angle of the tag team match. And then when they're on the ramp, Jey Uso held up Roman's hand as if like he was kind of implying that he's holding the championship at the same time. So Roman gave him that death stare, like he like whoa what are you doing? But um, yeah. I, all in all, it was a pretty good SmackDown. Like, I think there was more positives than negatives, especially for the main story of SmackDown with the Roman stuff. That was, you know, that was pretty good. It, it furthered it. The Bailey stuff was good. I think the Jeff stuff, even though it's dumb with dehydration, I do wonder where it's going to go. So that's definitely going to... It's all about getting me tuned in, even for the dumbest reasons. So that's definitely going to make me want to watch SmackDown next week to know what's going to happen with that. Um, But... I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This is, I think, the fourth episode. I think this is the second SmackDown one. We've had two Raws, two SmackDowns. And tomorrow I'll be doing... Um, I will be doing the Raw episode. Hopefully that's good. I want to see Buddy Murphy get smacked with more kendo sticks. Thank you very much. And I hope, I hope you guys enjoyed this. As I said at the start, Instagram and Twitter, Sides of the Apron. You guys have been killing it. I think I've got five plays on the first one, five plays on the second one, and five plays on the third one, I think I'm pretty sure. So we can get five on this one. Show it some love. Put any feedback you want to give me on Instagram. Don't be, don't be afraid to DM me and tell me if you want me to do maybe more shows, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe make a YouTube channel, do top tens or something like that. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed, and I'll see you guys in a bit.